Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. So today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that might be a little bit heavier for some people, and it might be a trigger warning. So I just want to give you this warning up front that we are going to be diving into trauma today, into traumatic experiences, and how they affect our physical health. I don't think we're aware on how much trauma and what we store in our bodies and how many of the patterns that we have are actually trauma responses. And it's so important to dive into that and start to understand that and start to understand ourselves and the things that we're doing to cope and keep ourselves safe, or maybe why we're feeling a certain way, why we're exhausted all the time, our body hurts, we can't get motivation. You know, maybe we've been dealing with a trauma response over an extended period of time. And if you're not ready to talk about that, that's okay. If you're not ready to learn about that, that is okay. But I know a lot of you are, so I think it's really important that I dive into this topic and we talk about it today. So if this isn't for you right now, just hit pause, maybe listen to a different episode, go to a hype episode if you need more of that today. But if you're wanting to really peel back the onion and open up and understand what might be going on in your body and why you're feeling a certain way, or also understand how to take care of yourself through trauma, because that looks different. I actually did an entire episode on taking care of yourself through trauma when I went through one of the most traumatic year, two years of my life. Everything looked different, but mostly my physical and mental health looked different, which controls everything in your life. And I had to do so many things that were out of the ordinary for me in order to work through that. And I had to pull back from a lot of the things that I really liked because my body was responding different. So what I want to do in this episode is just dive into what a trauma response can look like, how it can impact our body internally, how what we see externally is very different than what is going on internally. And we don't understand that some of the things that we have going on or that we've carried with us for so long are drastically, drastically impacting our life. Trauma and emotional distress can change you on a physiological level. Um, And if you're pushed too far away from that, or if you're carrying that for too long, you might lose your ability to cope with that. And when you lose your ability to cope, it impacts your body internally and externally. 
Trauma is linked to increased rates of anxiety, depression, suicidal, PTSD. Um, and those are a lot of the mental and emotional stress, but that's not all of it. If your trauma isn't managed and you have that over time, it also impacts your physical health massively. It's understanding what a trauma response does to your body. When you go through an experience, or a series of experience, um, your body triggers this response as a way of adapting to the events to keep you safe. I'll use mine as an example. Um, over the course of three years, I got in a divorce. I got a divorce. Um, I got in a really emotionally abusive, narcissistic abusive relationship. I ended up packing everything in my life and moving to Denver. I ended up losing all of my stuff and. I thought that I was handling it so well until I got to Denver. And then all of a sudden my body had a moment to rest and I had the most insane trauma response I could have possibly imagined. Uh, my body physically shut down. I couldn't get out of bed. I, I talk about this all the time. I was losing my hair. I lost my cycle for six months. And I was so embarrassed as a health coach, as a nutritionist, knowing so much about hormones in the body that my body was shutting down on me. One other thing that I really experienced was a ton of lower back pain. And at the time, I tied that lower back pain to sleeping on an air mattress. And maybe that was part of it. But my body was going through such a trauma response that I had to pull back from almost everything in my life. I had to pull back from business. I had to pull back from working out. Um, and I really, really had to focus on healing my trauma. And I'm so grateful to this day that I literally poured my heart into six months of intense trauma-informed therapy, six months with a self-discovery coach, and just being able to truly work through it and truly heal. Um, but here's the thing that I realized is I was so frustrated with my body, but your body like the way it responds isn't always up to you. Um, like I had no control over what it was doing. And that was the most frustrating thing as I was trying to control it with normal things. I was trying to control it with like, oh, maybe I need to go on more of a calorie deficit. Maybe I just need to lift more weights. And the more I pushed, the more my body worked against me. My body was having this physiological response as a way of adapting to the events where it starts to shut down. These responses are determined by like our genes, our coping mechanisms that we've learned over time, um, how to regulate our nervous system that we've learned all the time, how our brain regulates. Um, it's really just a survival mode for your body, but sometimes that can work too well. Um, you know, when, when you have these trauma responses or these fight or flight and cortisol spikes, your body starts to shut down. You have to understand it's doing that to keep you safe. Cortisol spikes, like let's say, you know, internally in your body, it feels like, okay, it's in danger. It's running from a tiger. It's in massive danger. So we can't focus on all of these other functions like a cycle and hormones. We can't function. We can't focus on, you know, being able to work out. We can't focus on proper digestion. Another response that I had was like massive bloating and gut health triggering. And the more I learned about it, it's like, well, when you're in that trauma response, one thing that shuts down is your digestion because your body thinks you're in danger. So it's not putting energy towards digesting food, which means that system of your body shuts down. And 
over time, that can cause massive, massive issues. So if you're dealing with things like maybe an autoimmune disease or pain or um, serious gut health or serious bloating, look, there might be something else going on, but also let's get to the root cause of it. What caused this? And if we're still holding on to that, is it only going to continue to create the inflammation and the trauma response, even when we're doing the things to heal? Lasting events like trauma from extended periods of time can trigger endocrine and immune problems. Um, And if genetically you're predisposed to these already, it definitely will. Um, It can also affect um, blood pressure, heart attack, diabetes, stroke, and even cancer, which is insane. And here's the thing. And this is the question I asked myself is that was my trauma bad enough to have this um, issue to be feeling like this? And if that's something you're asking yourself, if it happened so long ago, like, what does it even matter? Like, I'm fine now. It doesn't affect me at all. But what's going on internally is very different. And um, a traumatic event isn't necessarily the trigger. So for me, it was like, yes, I went through this like kind of crazy abusive relationship with this maniac of a narcissist. And, but that to me, I handled that. Okay. And I was like, well, I got through it and it wasn't until I was on the other end of it that my body started shutting down and it wasn't the event itself. That was the trigger. It was our body. It's like how my body uniquely responded to that trauma that caused these health problems. We all respond differently. And if we, if we're not aware of the trauma, or if we're not aware of our nervous system or how to respond, it's really out of our control. So when you have trauma, something that's called, it's called your HPA access, your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access, which is basically a central nervous system response in your body. It's sort of um, the intersection of our central nervous system and our endocrine system, which massively impacts your hormones. So when the trauma impacts the HPA access, um, it really affects adrenaline cortisol, and oxytocin. Those are the things that are released when we have that fight or flight response. Well, adrenaline and cortisol, oxytocin can be um, decreased, but trauma will make us more reactive to these stressors and continue to increase the stress hormone. Even when we don't feel like we're in fight or flight, even when we're not in the middle of the trauma, if we've been doing this over time without even realizing it, this is like, we're holding on to a massive stress in the body where it's just cortisol is constantly being released without us even realizing it. And in certain situations, hormones like cortisol are important. Again, if you're being chased by a wild tiger, adrenaline kicks in to help you get out of danger. But when you're not actively in danger and trauma keeps your body in this revved up state, it's putting serious, serious mileage on your body. It's creating um, inflammation. It's creating a hormone imbalance. It's aging. Again, going through all the things that can cause your blood pressure to increase. It can cause heart issues. When cortisol is high, it's directly related to blood sugar and blood sugar dysregulation. It can cause diabetes. And again, inflammation over time in the body can lead to things like cancer, like autoimmune diseases. Um, Not to mention, like, let's be honest, the physical and emotional pain of trauma can lead to unhealthy, unhealthy habits. 
like smoking, like drinking to numb emotions, like, you know, staying up late, constantly scrolling on your phone, like numbing, um, like overeating as a way to just comfort yourself, right? We, we go through these things to cope. And I am the first one to say, when I came here to Denver, my body had a trauma response, but my coping mechanisms that I used to use back in the day kicked in. It had been a long time since I had struggled with emotional eating and it was instant. It it felt like it was, I had never healed from it because that's how quickly it came back. And that's another thing is like, our body is just trying to keep us safe. And when I was healing and combating this emotional eating, right? Because I needed comfort. Like I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family. I was trying to do the work, but I was so triggered. And to me, food was a comfort. And I think this is part of the reason why I quickly put on the weight when I was dealing with the trauma response on top of not being able to work out was my body was doing the best it could to cope. So one of the things that I started doing when I was going through therapy is she started to have me thank my body for keeping me safe. On the days where I woke up and I felt so bloated and so defeated and so frustrated that I that everything felt out of control, um, thank your body for keeping you safe and for having that response because it really is just trying to keep you safe. And if you get so mad and so upset about it, all it's going to do is work against you. All it's going to do is continue to increase the cortisol. um, And that's the last thing we need. So being able to thank your body for keeping it safe, doing things that are really nourishing for it. And then for me, one of the things where I, I went from thanking my body to keeping it safe to telling my body that I got it. I got this now. You don't have to keep me safe anymore because I can keep me safe. And I've learned the tools and the things to be able to release trauma and to be able to keep myself safe. So thank you so much, body. But like, I am good now. I don't need your help anymore. And I think one of the next biggest things that's really important to talk about is how to navigate going through trauma and how to understand that your life needs to look different right now. Um, your goals need to look different. The way that you do things need to look different. If you want a different outcome, that's as simple as I can put it. Um, and taking care of yourself through trauma looks different and we need to let it look different. So again, it's understanding that when your body is in, is dealing with trauma, is moving through trauma, or like in the moment of a traumatic experience, you could be going through things like complete exhaustion, like body aches, um, not being able to get out of bed, autoimmune diseases, body never feeling like it's recovering, um, being sensitive, more sensitive to things like anxiety and stress, or even more sensitive to things like coffee, where all of a sudden it's causing this massive anxiety because your, your stress, your cortisol is all, is already high. So it's saying that these are the things that's going on. This is the response that's happening into your body and pushing it isn't going to do anything different. This is something that's very, very common in women is trauma can be out of our control. And we are taught from a very young age that we can control our bodies and that we should be able to control our bodies. So when we're going through a trauma response, it's very common for women to instantly want to go to controlling their bodies and doing it in a way that is self-care or self-help. 
but actually it's doing the complete opposite. The self-care and the self-help you need is working through the trauma, is maybe therapy, is regulating your nervous system, engaging in activities that bring you joy and that create fun, um, doing things that decrease your cortisol levels. And a lot of times when we go to control over our body, we're doing things that only increase our cortisol levels. Even though mentally it can feel like it's helping, I'm not saying that you can't move your body and you can't work out like Obviously, I was like itching at the bit to get back to those things that made me feel really good. But I'm saying your movement might look different. My movement for three months had to be long walks in the sunshine. I loved walks before the situation. When I was going through it, I was like, oh, another walk. Like, I can't stand this. I just want to be able to work out. And then I started to have to work with my body and say like, okay, hating these walks isn't doing anything. So how do I enjoy them? And for me, that was going on my walks without music, without podcasts, without a phone, without a screen, because if I had my screen in front of me or my phone in front of me, I felt pressured to show up online or social media, or I was listening to, you know, rap music that only, you know, made me more hype. And that wasn't what I needed at that point, even though I love rap music, I'll be honest. It wasn't what I needed in the moment. What I needed was the rest and digest. What I needed was to find who I was again. What I needed was to understand why I got myself in certain situations and spending time in silence and also outside created a space for me to really get to know myself again. So I want to give you some ideas on things that you can do. Healing from your trauma is going to look different for every single person, but when we start to lean into what feels best for us, when we start to have these tools in place that are no longer coping mechanisms and things to keep us safe, that are things that actually help us heal, um, it can be an absolute life changer for us. So um, number one is adjusting your lifestyle to what you are going through eating foods that are really, really nourishing, keeping your blood sugar level, getting back to three meals a day, maybe instead of you know, going from like the rigid meal prepping that you've been doing, you go to trying to, you go to take a cooking class, you start to enjoy cooking again, you try new meals, you put on music in the morning while you're making breakfast and dance around the kitchen where nobody can see you or where everybody can see you. You start to add joy into the everyday, you start to make magic in the mundane. Um, another thing is adjusting your workouts, which is what I just talked about. If you're never feeling like you're recovering if you're always exhausted. You know, how do we how do we honor your body more? Do you need to sleep more? Do you need to pull back from that and really focus on a sound night and morning routine where you can sleep and where your day is starting off, where your nervous system isn't just spiking like crazy the second you wake up into fight or flight, where it's actually like coming down? How can you start to fill your plate and add back into your life and understand that even though it feels like it's a setback. You are setting yourself up to skyrocket your life forward. I will say that through and through because setbacks in my life have only brought seasons of growth, but they only bring growth when you really, really lean into that. Another thing that was really helpful for me is I said this on repeat. Um, when you lose it all, or when you feel like you're losing it all, or when you feel like you've lost yourself, you have gained the ability to create the most amazing life. You've gained the ability to build whatever it is that you want and whoever it is that you want to be. 
So if you're feeling super lost with this and you feel like you've lost yourself in trauma and in healing, know that it is not a loss, that you are gaining the ability to build something brand new and to recalibrate, recalibrate your body. And that is something that is so freaking amazing. Another thing that I think is really important while healing from trauma is engaging in joy, joyful movement, joyful activities, things that add fun, things that add laughter into your life. I don't know if you relate to this at all, but for me, when I was healing from trauma, I realized I had a lot more to heal from and a lot of patterns I had to heal from, from when I was younger than just what I thought. Um, but part of it was finding myself again. And so that was like really a bizarre experience in your mid thirties, but the best thing I could have done. Um, and part of that was regularly participating in joy and in fun. Moving to a new city where I didn't know anybody was really, really scary. And I had to start to put myself out there and I had to create my fun and I had to show up in life differently. And that was hard. And that was, yeah, there were a lot of awkward moments and there were things where I was like, is this like weird? I don't know. I don't care. And then I got to a point where I didn't care. And you saw me rolling down massive hills um, in Denver, like laughing hysterically with friends and going to dance classes and What's crazy is that when I started adding joy into my life and creating these experiences, because again, 50% of the trauma, the healing is like the healing part is working through it is the therapy and all the things, but 50% of it is being able to create new experiences and new life and new coping mechanisms that help you in such a healthier way. And when I started to do that is when my body started to come out of the trauma response. All of a sudden, instead of adrenaline and cortisol, my body was producing serotonin and dopamine and starting to level and balance things out. Um, it, it helped in a drastic way. So this is just a sign for you to start to add in things that bring you joy and to start to lean into that side more of healing, of like finding who you are again and getting uncomfortable, but like uncomfortable in a good way and laughing more and, you know, doing things that feel good for you. And, you know, if you remember, like, what did I do for fun when I was a kid before all of these things? you know, what feels fun to me, what feels good to me. And even though your mind tells you, but I'm too old for that, or I shouldn't be doing that, or what will people think of me? Who cares? Who cares what people think of you if you're healing and if you're creating this life that truly lights you up? It was really hard for me to get out of my head when I started making content that aligned with who I actually was as a person. And I started dancing all the time on my reels. And like, I don't look like these TikTok stars dancing whatsoever but it brought me joy. So it didn't matter to me anymore. And it was a huge, huge part of my healing. The last thing that is really, really important is decreasing your cortisol levels. So obviously adjusting your lifestyle, engaging in activity that brings you joy. These are both things that will help decrease your cortisol, but I think purposeful, intentional action that decreases your cortisol. Um, as far as meditation, as far as breath work, I'm actually bringing a breath work specialist on this podcast here in a couple of weeks. So if, if breath work interests you at all, I want you to listen to that episode because it was one of the things that changed the game for me. And you are talking, you are talking to somebody that literally I couldn't sit still for a second. I was like, meditation is not for me. Journaling isn't for me. I just can't do it. 
Um, but when I sat in silence and got to know myself and started forcing myself to do these things, I actually started to find joy in them in my own way. Um, I still don't love journaling, to be honest. I don't know why. I just don't. But I take about 10 minutes in the morning and I do like three to five minutes of breath work. And then I'll do a little bit of ice roll on my face. My morning routine is so important to me and it doesn't, I'm never going to have hours to meditate or be the person that does that or be able to do, you know, hours of breath work all the time. That, that's not what I mean when I say add it in. You can add it in in the smallest ways. Um, again, my my meditation, my mindfulness practice is in the morning. And then throughout the day, I'll remind myself to take three deep breaths. And I'll do this probably four times a day. Um, a very simple way to do this is right before your meals. It's a very important time to bring your body out of fight or flight. So your digestion system can actually kick in. But if you want to remember to do this before each meal, Take three or four deep breaths, a big inhale, hold at the top, have the exhale be longer than the inhale, hold at the bottom, do that three or four times, like relax your shoulders a little bit. And all of a sudden your body has come out of fight or flight and you're feeling like, oh, I just had a moment of intention. And when you start to do that more, you'll start to recognize when you're not having those moments and how much even the smallest minute can make an impact of your day and can start to rewire your brain, your nervous system, and your trauma response, which is what we want. It doesn't take these massive, insane life changes to do that. It just takes being more intentional on a daily basis. I think the last thing I want to say is that um, an important part of the healing for me was therapy. And I think it's really important that um, we learn from other people and learn different coping mechanisms and therapy may or may not be for you. Um, but I think it's just so important to lean into the healing process, to have somebody that we can talk to and that we can trust that is completely out of the situation. Um, there's, there's only good to come from that. So I know this was a heavier episode, but it was a necessary episode. Um, because look, I'm, I'm here to change the conversation around health for women, which means we have to address the mental and emotional as much as we address the physical health. Um, and trauma is a huge, huge part of this. It doesn't matter how big, how small your trauma is to be able to address it and move through it and heal from it is one of the most important things that we can do. So if you are going through it right now, I'm just giving you a giant hug through the screen. I hope this episode resonated with you. I hope you learned stuff from it. Um, and I hope you keep going because I'm telling you it is 100% worth it. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know, at crying burns calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you. And also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.